Welcome to You, Me, and the SEC, the podcast about the intersection of SEC football and culture. And it is the dawn of week six in the SEC as we get ready for some quality matchups, Brittany. I think it's a good slate. How's that wine over there? It's good. I think What'd I you pair? A, Pull a hair out of it? No, there? it's a piece of cork. That happens? Yeah. Like ha- oh, get- yeah. If you don't do it well. And I think the, the cork what? was very soft. It was a soft cork. So how does that, like, as, as someone who has very little experience, let's say, with drinking wine, does that happen often where you get corked? In in the wine that um, you only I it has happened to me a few times, but I think with per, probably better wines, <laughs> then it would not happen. So you're not you're not having the high quality stuff. I mean, it's it's middle. Is that Josh mid range? No, it's not Josh. I can't remember what Josh, it's called. Josh in my head is like really low quality stuff. No, Josh is like a you're, solid twenty dollar wine. You're not going to convince me that it's not crap wine it's not there's listen there's like two three dollar wine what what's it name what like oh sutter homes sutter homes sutter sutter homes yeah so look out for that and barefoot and barefoot, bear, wine. barefoot wine is that i that, said barefoot a, dreams but that's a blanket right so barefoot settles sutter sutter homes uh-huh. and barefoot Dreams? No, I think it's just barefoot wine. Okay. Anyways, this um, is a lively discussion. It I know is. There's a lot of you like. Listen, I was thinking, you know, I think that there's something out there where like the type of wine that I choose has something to do with my mood. Like I chose uh, a like dark red wine tonight, and I'm sure that has something to do with my mood. And I'm also feeling like this is like a country song waiting to be made too. Like. The type of wine she drinks and the mood she's in, you know. You want to write it? You can write about me uh, and my my choices. I don't I don't know how to respond in this situation. I just uh, there's not many times that I'm I'm speechless, but I'm just gonna let it's you. Such a great idea. I think you can just ride that out. Um, <laughs> no, so we have, like I said before, I was horribly distracted by your I'm drinking sorry. problem that you're having over there. Um, <laughs> Week six, SEC, we're getting into the meat of it. That's right. And we do have a couple of good games um, up. We have a couple of meh, not great games either. Um, But I think we got a good lineup. Um, Not, I don't know. Like, I feel like last week we had like two very flashy games, right? Right. Right. What, What would you say is the flashiest game this week? Hmm. Because I feel like. Interesting choice of words. The flashiest. Yeah. Uh, the flashiest, flashiest of game. Um, there's a joke there that it, you didn't get. Mm-mm. But um, in any case, I would go with probably which of these flashes at me the most. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's one that tickles my fancy more than any other. I mean, is there... There are any of those that you really see as just looking at the list that we can start talking about as saying that's definitively the top game on the schedule? Because I would say Auburn, Georgia, but it's going to be a slaughter. I think most people are are leaning toward. Yeah, and I think that two there's two other games I think are going to be better games. But if we're talking about like 
I don't know. What's another word for flash since you were making fun of me for saying flashy? Uh, Full of light. Full of light. (laughs) Games. I think it's going to be Georgia Auburn because it has the name of it. You know, like Alabama Ole Miss. Right. You know, um, so I think that that one is is going to be that just because the history. And, you know, I was thinking, like, just starting with that game, that's also the 330 CBS game. Right. Um, do I need to turn this soccer game off, USA versus Jamaica? I'm just checking it is out. It, there's, I don't want you to hate on it. I, mean, I know, but you, I need you to listen. Are you a bad listen. American? No, I need you to listen to me. I mean, you just me. criticized our soccer team. I did by not. I criticized it. you. Now, about... I felt it was an attack on America. Oh, wow. That, yeah. You took that way further than yeah. I've been. In well, then. no, that's what it sounded like. So what were you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> what was I talking about? I'm no, turning it off. About... I'm going to turn it Don't off. turn it off. Don't turn it off. Okay, well, stop getting distracted. Okay, I won't. Um, you were talking about Georgia-Auburn. Yes, and how that is historically a very exciting game. It's very fun. And as you know, Auburn's my second favorite SEC team. So it's always fun to see Auburn play georgia in, in the context of, especially when it's at Auburn, I feel like when it's at Georgia, Georgia's the better program right now, mm-hmm. and it's just like, okay, Georgia's going to win. But Jordan Hare, for some reason, he always brings out the best in Auburn in this matchup, and I just think back to the game in 2013 uh, with the prayer of Jordan Hare. I think back in 2017 when Auburn just whipped up on Georgia pretty good. What happened there in 2019? Do you remember two years ago? I think Georgia probably won. I think they won, and last year was terrible for for Auburn. Right. Yeah. Right. Honestly, I don't remember 2019. Yeah. We'll have to look it up later. Uh, but in any case, newborn. yeah, that happened. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I think that logic, like I said, kind of dictates that I think Georgia's going to win this game. I think Auburn is going to be able to do things to the Georgia defense. Uh, that no one else has done, aka score a touchdown. Um, I, I see that happening. I see one or two like Bo Nix plays, kind of continuing the theme that he had last week. But I think this is just another step on the long, slow, inevitable march to Atlanta mm-hmm. for Georgia. And I think it's one that certainly has spice going in. But I think by halftime you'll see kind of a you know twenty-one to three type score, and it's going to be one that you kind of you know turn off and God forbid turn to the biggest game of the weekend, which is probably in the Big Ten. Penn State, yeah. Iowa. You know, I've seen a lot this week that's like SEC versus Big Ten. Which one's better? We'll see. And I'm like, stop trying. Well, stop I trying think it's me. a legitimate question. I don't. I don't. Okay. Well, all right. Let's As play that out. As someone who is so so who runs an SEC podcast. Oh yes, this operation <laughs> that we have going on here. I definitely think that. Okay, so what? Who's in the Big Ten? That's so the best right now. The best Big Ten team. And by the rankings right now, I believe is Iowa. So, of course, you match Iowa up for Alabama. Mm-hmm. Of course, Iowa is going to make that probably about a 30-point game. Mm-hmm. Maybe they can get within that. Penn State, Georgia, that seems somewhat fun. Like, Georgia never plays Penn State. True. And then if you get the third-best team in the Big Ten is Ohio State. Which they're not good this year. Yeah, but they're still, I mean, they're still Ohio State. Let's Let's not pretend they're like little sisters of the poor getting out there and playing. I know, but I'm just saying I feel like um, I, the top teams in the SEC are better than the top teams in the Big Ten. Well, I don't think anybody is going to argue otherwise against that, but I think when you look at teams three through six, I think Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, and who else can we throw is in Cincinnati there? Cincinnati in the Big Ten? No, they're not. Um, 
Who am I forgetting? Who can I throw in? Um, Nobody. I guess not. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Wisconsin usually, but they're terrible this year. Um, But then you, like, match those teams up with Florida, Kentucky, Arkansas, Ole Miss. Sure. I think it's going to be close. Bama and um, Georgia are obviously better. Anyway, this is not a Big Ten. How dare you let me talk about the Big Ten? You were the one that decided that you wanted to step on the side of arguing for yes, the Big Ten. but you could have stopped it. I I tried. Yeah. I said we, as owners of a podcast about SEC, yeah. Um, you know this made me this made me think about my favorite football memory ever. Oh, what's that? And that is the 2007 Georgia Auburn game. Oh, 2007. 2007. Well, tell me about that back in the day. Back in the day. That so would have been sophomore Brittany, right? Sophomore Brittany, yes. Um, and this, it was a 330, uh, 330 um, CBS game. And so, like, remember this team. We got Matthew Stafford, Thomas Brown, Noshaw Marino, who, if we have a boy, can we name him No Sean? Like I think that was actually a thing in my head. No, no Sean Osborne. <laughs> I think that is uh, definitely a middle name candidate. Yes. Yeah, for sure. What um, what is No Sean doing? Do you know? I don't know. Oh, will you look that up? Sure. Um, well, intern, intern, look that up. Yeah. Um, anyways, such a fun team. It's so fun to watch. This is the first time ever that they wore black uniforms. We all blacked out the um, stadium. It was um, so, like, that was the moment they all, but we didn't know they were going to wear black. And the moment that they came out and those black uniforms, I mean, shook me to my core. It was amazing. What's the deal with black uniforms? Like, who cares? Why are you stomping on my memory? No, I'm just, I'm asking a, a philosophical question. Like, why are black uniforms... I've never understood why black uniforms are like, that's a cool thing. Because it's different and intimidating if like the whole team comes in a different uniform. Like you're used to them wearing red or you're, and then they show up and they're all in the sleek black. The entire stadium's black. It's like a statement. It's like, we are here to stomp you. And it was not a stomping, but at the very end, they were trailing in the third quarter and they came back to win 45 to 20. And it's just always good to beat Auburn. It's always good to beat Auburn. What is it about Auburn that, as a Georgia fan, you don't like? It is an annoying little sister. Why is it like a little sister? I Not mean, even a little brother. Right. A little sister. I, mean, I said it. Well, I, I, how is Auburn? Auburn's in a different state. Like, how is right. that? Right. We play them every year. It's the, it's, they're only, we're only like two hours apart. Right. So we're not that far. So I grew up knowing a lot of Auburn fans growing up in the metro Atlanta area. Um, And it's just like, it's like when they're good, it's like super annoying because it's like, yeah, we hear you. Yeah. And they're like, finally, we're good. You suck. You suck, Georgia. I just, I don't buy it because I feel like Auburn's too busy with Alabama to care that much about Georgia. That's true. But see that in, you know, the past, what, 15 years, they haven't been able to do that to Alabama much. And they are mainly focused on Alabama. That's why they're kind of just like this annoying thing. But Auburn's been a much better program than Georgia in the last 15 years. So don't they have the right to like call you out for being 
Sure, not, and maybe that's why it's more it's annoying, right? Because I don't because they are they have been good. It's I mean, not like it's tech right. who's like. I mean, who come, we don't even on. know who that is, right? And right. they like have a very big hatred for Georgia. Um, so it's not like that. It's a lot more equal. That's why right. I said sister, not like cousin or something like that. Who would be Georgia's cousins then? Um, I don't know. See, I think Kentucky's cousins would be like Mississippi State, mm-hmm. South Carolina, probably uh, South Carolina. Vanderbilt is probably you know the cousin that you never see and is very unfortunate. Tennessee. Tennessee is Georgia's For Georgia, cousin. Georgia, yeah. Okay. Um, we need to make an SEC family tree. We Can do. We, that, that I know. I think. I think we need. Anyways, that 2007 game was one of my top memories as a student. Was it because how how much a percentage of that was the black uniforms? That was a lot of it because the hype before everybody wore black to the stadium. Will they wear black uniforms? Mark Rick came out and said they will not be wearing black uniforms. So he lied to you. Yes. I thought Mark Rick was a good human being, but he did to let me to to. to have that moment when they all ran out in the black uniforms and they were all so excited. Right. And they did that. What was that? The soldier boy. You remember no, for that? the audio, Brittany is attempting her best soldier boy right now. While trying while to hold my wine <laughs> while and holding her my 90, 1940s uniform or microphone. You want to try that again? <laughs> no. no um, so I, um, yes, it was beautiful, beautiful memory in my head. Um, but about this year, I don't, God willing, it will not be that exciting. I think really this is going to be Bo Nix versus Jordan Davis. And I'm very excited to see that. Yeah, I don't know, Bo Nix, if that's going to go too well for you. I just want to see at least once Bo Nix trying to do his run around game and Jordan Davis like running him down. Yes. I mean, that's, and here's yes. the thing about Jordan Davis if you're watching those Georgia games, he's like barely playing. Like he doesn't, he like doesn't come out. He's like the dad of the Georgia offensive or defensive line that will like make his appearance known and then just go like sit on the lazy boy and watch TV while the kids like beat up the other kids he down like the block. He like eats like Swedish fish on the sidelines. Uh, is that like, are you legitimately, I, is that a legitimate truth right now? Or are you just like hypothesizing? No, I read that and I couldn't, I didn't read the whole article if that was like a, uh, just a th- like he's I don't know because I don't know how to take that because a I've never had Swedish fish they're and, good and b I would never eat it because a it's it's fish which I generally think they're fish is disgusting like fish. and it, it's Swedish fish I mean it, it feels like I'm something eating something straight out of IKEA I don't know if how does that uh. sound like anyway whatever uh, th- there was a there was a picture a Photoshop I saw on the internet of like a little uh, running back from Missouri who was like shrunk. And then, like, Jordan Davis, who was, like, uh, normal size, which it's him as a defensive lineman is a monstrous human being. Yeah, he's 6'6", 330 pounds. Right. It's a solid size. And, like, running after the little shrunk, like, Missouri running back, I, I found humor in it. I mean, he blocks. I mean, if y'all haven't seen pictures, he blocks three people at one time. And that wasn't even him. Like, are you talking about on that offensive play? Where yeah. The, oh, that wasn't him? That wasn't even Jordan Davis. That they was have somebody like else. five Jordan Davises on the team. <laughs> I do love Jordan Davis. He seems like a very he was fun cool in media days. Yeah, right, he was. right. But anyway, it's going to okay. be running down Bo Nix. Yes. I think, though, I, here's the thing. I will not be surprised if Auburn plays it close. I, I think it's just a matter. Do you want that for me? Do you want to be in house think, with me? I think you need to stress. You need to stress at some point this year because here's the deal. And I've said this from the beginning. This whole thing will not be worth it if you do not stress and get the win. You saw my stress last week with the Florida game, right? Yes. There was lots of walking. 
yes. going around. There were lots of tears at the end because I overcame that stress personally and I had a personal victory. Mm. So, like, how much more valuable will it be? And you said yourself the Arkansas game was so boring. So. I don't know if I believe this, but it's it's Auburn. Like, to swiftly beat Auburn would be beautiful. Okay. Well, enough about it. We've talked too much about us. Uh, let's talk about some other games in the, in the SEC, uh, most notably uh, South Carolina at Tennessee. I know you are going to be glued to the couch. Yeah, so I don't this know if is that's a saying, but the glued to the television is usually what they say. But you may be glued to the couch <laughs> watching the television, sure. getting ready for this South Carolina and Tennessee jamboree in Knoxville. What do you expect to see, Gamecocks and Volunteers? So it's in Knoxville. It's at noon. Um, I don't know. You know, I think South Carolina is the team to prove something right now. Um, going into Knoxville with Tennessee after last week with them swiftly beating Missouri. Um, I, I see Tennessee riding that momentum mm-hmm. and continuing on that. Um, and, you know, as I'm sorry, Shane, I'm sorry, but I just, I don't, they, I think they have a lot more to overcome than I thought they did. South yeah. Carolina. You're really interested in that wine over there, aren't you? No. no <laughs> I'm just, just stare, holding it. Staring it down and be like, I'm sorry, Shane. This is not I, have, I was just <laughs> looking at it. I really didn't um, mean. Yeah, listen, I was a little bullish on Tennessee a couple weeks ago, and they paid me off with that uh, Missouri win, and I'm going to keep the, that going. I think you could think maybe this is a natural uh, kind of letdown, after playing so well in Columbia. But I think, and I see Tennessee at home building on that momentum, and, you know, the Big Orange are going to get a a lot more um, momentum and a lot more attention, I think, if they are impressive in this win. I think it's equally likely they win something like 24-20, to and it's, you know, it's destructive to everyone trying to watch this game because it's so ugly, and Tennessee kind of happens their way to win. I think if uh, I think though for Tennessee, this is a real must-win game because at home after beating Missouri the way that you did, I think all that momentum goes away if you lose. I think for South Carolina again, this is everything to gain. I think you just want to look somewhat confident on offense, and if you do, then and if you're competitive, I think you're exactly where you need to be. Okay, so we'll see if that is an exciting game or not. Um, cause Ben predicts that it will be exciting or it won't be exciting, which is hot take over there. Listen, uh, <laughs> South Carolina, Tennessee does kind of the least amount of motivating and inspiring. Um, that's just generally an athletic contest that I ignore entirely. Gotcha. So that okay. is, uh, that is what I feel about that. All right. So going kind of to, to the two games we're probably not going to talk about at all. Missouri plays North Texas at 4 PM. Right. And then the another noon game is Vandy, Florida. Yeah. So I think Florida has like a twenty-eight uh, spread. Oh, it's not even that. It's thirty-nine. Thirty-nine. <laughs> so that's just not going to be a game. Well, and it's, I think it's at Florida. Yeah, and I think Florida will come out. Um, I think Florida is going to come out pretty good, pretty hot and heavy. Uh, I don't know if that's an appropriate term to use, but that's just what I said. I think they're going to look to prove a point after last week. I think Florida is better off than people are casting them this week. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't have as many false starts. Good luck to that. But uh, 
I think it'll be an impressive performance. I don't. I think that line's a little much. I think it should be like maybe twenty-eight. I think thirty-nine's big, so I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if Vandy covers. But I don't see this being a contest, and if it is, ooh, Dan Mullen. Oh my gosh! Not well, be if fun. this is a contest, then yeah, he's going to be looking for the NFL jobs. Yeah, exactly. Um. All right, and then we got Arkansas Ole Miss. You didn't talk about Missouri and North Texas. I have zero interest in Missouri and North Texas. I think that is a huge spread too. Uh yeah, Missouri nineteen. Yeah. Uh, so. Once again, that's that's one. If it's you know two touchdowns or less, Eli, listen. Missouri just has to figure out a way to tackle someone on defense. <laughs> um, you know, they might as well pull people out of the stands uh, to play defense the way it's been going. So hopefully for Missouri, a way to get back on the on the right track. Okay. I have nothing to say about that. So obviously, because I was going to skip right over it. <laughs> are you North uh, North Texas mascot? They are called the Mean Green. Okay. Is is green a mean color? Well, if you tell me it is, I guess it is. I guess I don't know. Really, green. I'm trying to think of the context in which the color green is mean. I guess I I don't know. Maybe a green like I don't know. You know, I've seen some like gr- a bug, like a like a virus. You know, like your viruses have colors. Yeah, like an infection can be green. This is getting gross. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was about to say I've seen some green poop from our girls before that oh was my pretty gosh, mean. Nobody wants to hear that. Don't talk about a girls poop on a podcast. Well, I mean, it's nature. I mean, what do you want from me? I mean, it, the cases are is green it, as mean. Is it mean? Maybe if you get, yeah, maybe if you get some snakes with like a little green on them. Oh, you yeah. want to talk about that a little bit more? I don't. Okay. I, I don't like this conversation. We're talking about poop and snakes. I do not like this conversation. Okay. That's a good uh, podcast title right there, Poop, poop and Snakes. That's what it's going to be. I like it. It's got a nice flow. Um, any other case over green is mean? I, when Kentucky plays Michigan State in the NCAA tournament, green is usually mean because we usually lose. A two very um, that's my favorite color green by the way Michigan State mm-hmm. how dare you I'm bringing up this very painful memory and you're like I love that color 1999 and 2005 beg to differ it was very painful um okay anyways that's all I'd have about North Texas you really want talking about this more than I wanted to well I thought it'd be a good topic sure yeah um all right can we talk about Arkansas Miss you know uh, two weeks ago everyone would have been. Very excited about this game. I know. This is like the Wounded Puppy Bowl. It really is. I like it. The Wounded Puppy Bowl. Yeah. Um, so which Wounded Puppy here? Because we know both of these teams got uh, taken out back and shot, basically. Oh, oh is that too strong a yes. metaphor? Okay. They're just wounded. They're not dead. <laughs> Gosh. Well, I don't know. I saw Arkansas try to play last week. They looked like uh, some of that bacon we had earlier tonight, basically, at the end of that. And then... Um, Whatever, on Ole Miss. Okay, so uh, which wounded puppy do you like to back up or to get back up? Of course I like Sam Pittman's. I mean, like, I'm going to cheer for Sam. I'm probably one of the only people that will cheer for Sam Pittman over Lane Kiffin. Even though I think there's a lot of people that don't like Lane Kiffin. Yeah, there will be a lot of people, I think. Um, But I I don't know if people are cheering for the teams based on the coach. Like me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how common that it's is. It's all about personality. What do you want? What do you want? Come here. Come on. Okay, so Piper is here, and she's being very needy. Come on. She is now climbing up on the couch, and she's sniffing your little, what What do you got there? I got some chocolate cookies. Nice little chocolate cookies. Yeah. Piper's very interested in those. Okay, she's so. She's sniffing out a spot and now sitting down. All right, so of course I like Arkansas. Of course. I'm going to cheer for them every week. Mm-hmm. Every week, hear me, yeah. that they don't play Georgia. Yeah. 
But I saw that Ole Miss has the spread by like five points. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Why? It's in Oxford. Oh. <laughs> I thought this could be like a really in-depth conversation. <laughs> why? Is it the Kiffin effect? All of this. You're like, it's in Oxford. It's in Oxford. That's why the five and a half points. So if this was in Fayetteville. I'd say Arkansas would be five and a half. Maybe like three and a half or something like that. Okay. I Listen, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and make my call. The two-lane lock of the week is Ole Miss winning this game. Okay. Is that a hot take? No, but it's... <laughs> That's what you want to spend your buzzer on? I can spend my buzzer whenever I want to spend it. This thing is unlimited over here. I don't have any sort of quota. Well, I mean, there seems to be a trademark on two-lane lock of the week. Well, I, I just... I feel that Arkansas, I've, I've never been sold on Arkansas. I kind of had that vibe the whole the whole time. Now, Texas, the Texas win looks impressive. A&M, I mean, whatever. Yeah, you no, know? it's not like Whatever. They, they couldn't score on Vandy right now. Well, maybe they could. But yes. <laughs> I, I just cannot. Like, Arkansas is fine, but I think Ole Miss's ceiling is so much higher. And I just don't see in Oxford – I, I just don't see Arkansas going in there and being able to score enough because I think Ole Miss is going to be able to score. Ole Miss, could, they moved the ball fairly well against Alabama. They just went on those fourth downs, and they couldn't convert those early, and before they know it, they were down 21 nothing. the game's over. I, I, I still feel that Ole Miss has a ceiling that's higher than Arkansas's, and Arkansas is a good team, but I don't think they are quite to the quality of uh, the top of the top in the SEC West. So I don't know if it was last year, you might need to fact check me, last year or the year before that Arkansas had a a solid beating of Old Miss and Matt Corral. Okay. And it was a very... I think it was last year when they intercepted him, I think like six times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was very, um, uh, it was a very poignant moment in Matt Corral's career. Yeah. You know, he's gone out and spoken about that loss, how that was the worst loss he's ever experienced and how Lane Kiffin um, like met him with like, you're okay. Yeah. And that's what he needed. And that's what budded their, their beautiful friendship that they have now. It's very sweet. That's what they call it. They said that they're friends and somebody called Nicholas Sparks. This is poetry in motion. (laughs) And Lane Kiffin's like, I know you're not supposed to say you're friends with your players but we are we are friends so um yeah so i think that there might be some something in this game that kind of to me leads a little bit towards old miss of of i kind think of that a revenge factor or wants, something like that right right Proof not himself. only from last week but also from that game that i am not that anymore i'm not yeah. that that player anymore so right. i'm kind of leaning old miss too even before i found out it was in oxford yeah. which you just told Good me facts um in my heart I'm going for Arkansas. But uh, in my head, I, I mean, I think it was probably going to be Old Miss, but probably not by more than – I think it will be a close game. I'll watch that one. Out of all the noon games, I will watch that one. Yeah. So, all right. Can we move on? I suppose. All right. Let's move to Bama A&M. Well, uh, at the beginning of the year, I think everyone – and you could check all the writers out there and the people that know stuff – uh, had circled this game to be the most anticipated game on the SEC schedule for the entire year. That's Bama just... going to College Station on October, whatever it's going to be, 9th, I think that sounds right. And night game, CBS, it's going to be 
the first time that a Satan assistant is going to beat him, and the angels will descend from heaven singing hallelujah, glory on high, the Alabama dynasty has ended, for A&M is here to reign supreme. And where are we? We are not even talking about this game, right? As a collective Southern culture, like nobody's given a rip about this game because of the struggles in College Station. It almost feels like, you remember like when we think about like pre-COVID stuff and we're like, gosh, remember how carefreely we just made plans and did stuff? I did a lot of things carefreely back in that time. Carefreely, that's a good word, isn't it? Not not really. Okay. Um, And I feel like that's how this is, is we were like, you know, the hopes and joy that we had, not hopes and joy, the hopes and dreams, dreams, <laughs> the hopes and dreams that we had, the hopes for, and barefoot dreams, and barefoot dreams that we had for A&M that we really thought their season was going to go differently. I feel like out of any team right now, we're almost halfway through the season, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like any team they have been the one that has gone off the trajectory the most. Yeah, I think so. Good or bad, yeah, I, th- I think in, maybe them in Arkansas. I think that's what argue. I was going to say. Yeah. Them in Arkansas, but I think A and M seems to be more dramatically because Arkansas with that went loot loss last week is like okay now we're leveling out a little bit. Yeah, right. Well, they're regressing to the mean, and I'll get to that in our last game. We'll talk about okay. It. It's like you go you go up and down, but you're always going to there's a line, there's a center that you're always going to come back to. Mm-hmm. Like a team you think is going to go seven and five is not going to go 11 and 1. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be in a point where they're going 9 and 3, but then they dip, dip down 8 and 4. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think A&M we all figured 10 and 2, 11 and 1, and you know, they may struggle to get to 8 wins. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they very well might get there, but what they've got two losses already and outside of a miracle, you know, they're going to get their third loss on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting though because Bama has been so good at getting out in front and just popping teams in the mouth at the beginning of the game. Georgia's been the same. Um, That first quarter will tell us everything. I think if Texas A&M's defense, which is not bad, I think if their defense can hold Bama to, say, seven points, uh, I think if it's a one-score game going in the second quarter, then I think that's if if you're A&M, you just got to get to that point. So don't get hit hard. Be able to survive that first punch. And then what Arkansas could not do, for instance, last week, uh, what Ole Miss could not do. I think if A&M can do that, we'll see. I don't think they're going to score <laughs> more than 20 points. So, I mean, how do you hold Bama down? It's I just it looks hard to see any other result besides Bama winning by, you know, their 18-point favorite. I, that's about where I think this game will go. Okay. So, yeah, that one's at eight. So I will not be staying up for that whole game. Yeah, more tears for Reveille. I, I really oh. hate it. I know. Gosh, well, you put it that way. Wounded you dogs. Think it, wounded dogs. Gosh. Yeah. All Good right. Stuff. We got one more game to talk about. That's true. And that is UK LSU back in Lexington, 730. Tell me your thoughts and feelings about this game. Well, um, it's been a fun week for a Kentucky football fan. Um it reminds me a lot. You mentioned 2007. Of course, we both go back to our college years, right? And the, for the Kentucky football team during that stretch, they played LSU at home, who was number one in the country, beat LSU. And the next week hosted Florida for college game day, Tim Tebow, your boy, uh, coming into play. And um, Florida was able to win, and it was a game that 
on the scoreboard, I think ended up being a seven-point game, but really wasn't that close. And I just felt like that Kentucky kind of just ran out of gas. It's like the punching above its weight for two weeks in a row against top-quality names, then it just kind of ran out of steam. Um, I wonder if this is kind of the same scenario. Uh, obviously, the, the, it's the same two teams, but they're flipped. I also think that the LSU team, LSU went on to win the national title that year. That was a good Florida team. Tim Tebow, I believe, won the Heisman Trophy that year. Um, those teams were better than the ones Kentucky had this time, but I wonder if you might have a regress to the mean scenario where, again, Kentucky, if you if Kentucky wins this game, 11-1 and one is a very distinct possibility. Because mm-hmm. you have Georgia, and then you got to survive a road game in Starkville, you got Tennessee at home, and then at Louisville. If you win all three of those, then outside of losing to Vandy, they're going to go 11-1, and one, which, I mean, I cannot conceptually think about. So I think 9-3 and three feels more right, mm-hmm. and that would mean a loss on Saturday night. But LSU has all sorts of problems. Did you hear what happened to Coach O on his radio show this week? Oh, no. What happened? So the caller, came, a caller called in. And um, asked him about uh, that, basically that he had a like a sister at the remote where they were like broadcasting, and uh, the the guy said it's her birthday or something, and Coach was like happy birthday or whatnot, and the the guy on the phone says something like, and this is going to be a little risque, so if there are young ears listening, uh, you know you might want to hide your ears. But basically, the caller's like, yeah, she's like a 20-year-old blonde, so don't have sex with her. Weird. Like, very, very strange. Yeah. And and Coach O was like, in the moment, he's like, that's not cool. You know, he handled it kind of well. And then, before they went to the next caller, he's like, he talks about, like, how, um, you know, for callers like that, I know of, like, a place down in the bayou where we need to take people like that. And, you know... (laughs) Oh, so it was like, whoa. It's a dark, dark <laughs> turn there, Coach O. Yeah. I, okay, sure. I mean, fine. but It's like he handled it like really classy and stuff. And, and then, then it's he's like, like, but I will murder but you. I'm a- <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Yeah, we get it. It's, it's not like, cool. It's not okay. cool to that's talk about great. your sister like yeah. that. Yeah. Goodness. Well, um, I would not handle those radio shows. I know there's certain radio shows that you listen to a lot. Paul Feinbaum. Those things stress me out. Where it's live and yes. you don't have the power of editing. That is not something you mean the SEC will ha- do in the future. Oh, it'd be so much fun, though. Oh, my gosh. Live radio show because we have so much time. <laughs> right. right. We can make we'll that just happen. do that for two hours every day. Yeah. But anyway, uh, LSU's got a lot of problems. Uh, they cannot run the ball. Uh, the The line of scrimmage for them, their offensive line, is just a disaster right now. Uh, Derek Stingley, their best player, uh, is he's not. Still out. He's out. Uh, he had a, a procedure, and he's out. They have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, especially in the the secondary. But you lose Stingley, he's a difference maker. Um, they're throwing the ball well. Max Johnson, the quarterback, they've got a potent passing attack. But, you know, on paper, they have the talent, but it is not rolling well. So Yeah, I but they also have something to prove. They do. And I, I feel like them and Ole Miss. Yeah. 
I, out of everybody feels like have has something to prove. And A and M does too, but good luck, right? I mean, A and M does too, but they're not going to do that this week. No, not at all. So I think that I think LSU will come out a lot better. I think they'll be a lot stronger. And and I I see LSU winning this game. Uh, it is a Mark Stoops game, so it will be ridiculously close, and there will be at no point a team up by two scores because that is not how a Mark Stoops game goes. Um, but I think I I don't know. I I think it's just one of those you regress to the mean, mm-hmm. and I just cannot see at this point. I'm still not sold that Kentucky is objectively good enough to have a record like that. I think they'll come back a little bit. But you but know, nine and three usually, would be really good. Oh, it was phenomenal. Right, it was tied the best season that I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, that they did a couple years ago. Right. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. It's uh, as a Kentucky fan, it's fun to have these conversations because usually at this point we're sitting at like three and three, so and just kind of meandering through the season. So it's pretty mm-hmm. neat, but uh, it it's certainly a game that if Kentucky wins, it will set up a very consequential game next weekend in Athens on CBS, and we will have a lot of fun on on the pod next week at this time. Will we? We we will have a lot of fun previewing <sighs> that game. For sure. Just note, I think it will probably be the only time that I will openly talk to Ben about this game for that entire week. So (laughs) (laughs) this is my least favorite week in our marriage. Yes. Every year. It's probably my most fun, actually. is going into that game undefeated, and Georgia is going into that game undefeated, I don't even know if we can do a podcast. No, we will. We will. And it will be amazing. Hey, hey, if if that is the case... I get in control of the sound thing. Okay? The buttons. Okay. <laughs> I get to do that, and I will just, like, horn honk you. Horn honk. That sounds, you get a horn honk That sounds risque. <laughs> Anyways, that game is at 730. Hopefully, it's after bedtime. Which will work better kind for of, us. Kind of. Well, TBD so, on kit. That's right, for sure. Right, right. All right. So that is our prep uh, for this week of SEC football. Uh, again, another consequential week. Uh, remember, my two-lane lock of the week is, uh, what was it? Ole Miss winning. Ole Miss winning. That's right. Which um, is forgettable. That's, yeah, there you go. A little forgettable. Uh, right? I, yeah, I just kind of, you know. Uh, All right, let's do my betting. That's right. So we're doing betting with Brittany. Brittany came back last week. So you went, you've gone 3 0, 2 1, 1 2, but back to 2 1. So what do All we got right. this week? Um, okay, let's do, um, I don't know. See, there's not like real big games. Let's do Arkansas Ole Miss. Okay. Um, UK LSU. Okay. And. I don't know. You want to do Georgia Auburn? Do Missouri North Texas. Sure. And we'll see how talented you are. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. So Missouri North Texas. What's the spread? Missouri 19. Okay. Oh, America just scored. Oh my gosh. Stop. Do you hate America? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know any of these players though. You do might. I know any player on the American team? No. Where's well, that? Where's Christian Pulisic? He's, I don't think he's playing. I think he's hurt. Okay. Anyways, um, I'm going to take North Texas. I think it'll be closer than that. I like how you just called him Christian. What's his name? Pulisic. Isn't that his first name? Isn't that his Pulisic Christ- is not his first name. No, isn't Christian his first name? His, his Christian name is his Christian. His Christian name is Christian, right? It, it is Christian. Where does that phrase come from? 
Christian name. I don't know. Jane Austen uses it a lot. That's okay. the only she reason does. I know how it is. That makes sense. Don't call me by my Christian name. Okay, there you go. Um. All right, Arkansas Old oh, Miss. That's a sweet goal. Oh my gosh! Hey, he focus, kinda, focus. Yeah, he just popped it in there. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Crap, hey, I did not. I did not approve of that. <laughs> that was not me. I tried Brittany. to get his attention. It was the worst one. Okay, Arkansas Old Miss. I'm going to pick. Uh, what's the spread? Arkansas Ole Miss. Ole Miss five and a half. Okay, I'm going to pick um, Ole Miss. All right. And then, what, UK, LSU? Yep. What's Ken- the spread? Kentucky minus three. Um, I'm going to pick LSU. <gasps> Who do you think is going to win? I don't know. I don't have to know, right? No. <laughs> but you're looking at me like I do need to tell you. I, I, I'm kind of... A few moments later. Oh, my gosh. Can You can change those, right? Because some of those are not great. Okay. Um, LSU. I think LSU is going to win. I think we're going to What lo- is wrong with you? I think we're going to lose you- people on those buttons if you don't cool it. Fingertips. Fingertips, huh? You know, that's, that's what they call me back in the day is fingertips. <laughs> this is getting more risque than I want it to. <laughs> Okay, all right. Well, with that in mind, I guess we should... Okay, America's... Okay, we got another attack going on. Why can't I find the horn honk one? There you go. There we go. I'm Ben. I'm Brittany. And this has been You, Me, and the SEC. Bye.